Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The number one podcast... Welcome to the number one podcast, uh, arguably the UK's number one football podcast uh, about goalkeeping, hosted by two bearded men. Um, today we have our first number one podcast interview special, and we'll come on to that in just one second. But first, let's introduce ourselves for any new listeners. I am Lloyd Griffith, comedian, choir boy, presenter, wannabe goalkeeper, and this is my co-host, ex-professional goalkeeper turned journalist, and more importantly, pen fetishist. David Priest, David, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Oh my God, look at you today! You've got not, you've got two big, well, no, four I, ones. I've got, I mean, one's obviously one's for Paul. We've been oh. our first guest. We've got. To, Don't I, ruin it yet. We haven't oh, introduced okay, him. Yeah, okay. And then so you've got two there. Okay. Yeah, and and I've got this one here, and it's a really special one today. Oh God! Now, go on. Um, like I always say, you go and touch it. Feel, yeah, that's feel, nice. Feel how smooth it is. Yeah, smooth that smooth one. Yeah, and it's David. quite heavy, surprisingly yeah, heavy. Yeah, it's got a bit of weight to it, David. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. it's like a roller ball. Yeah. Oh, it's be- it's right beautifully yeah. black ink. Now, if you look on there, it's got a lion on there. Yeah, it's got a lion on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's because I got it when I was at, uh, at Chelsea oh, right. in, the, in the hospitality boxes when you go to a game and I was a guest of somebody. Obviously, I'm not going to pay for that. I haven't got that kind of money. Yeah. But um, I was a guest of somebody at the uh, Chelsea Bournemouth game. And that's what you got given afterwards. And oh, it's, it's a Parker, isn't it? It is a Parker. You're correcting your assumptions. <laughs> I can there. tell that from the arrow of the little uh, the, the the clip at it's the a, top. It's a little And the worst thing about it was that <clears throat> most of the people who were at that dinner and watching yep. the game didn't take theirs with them, and right. I I didn't take them all, and I should have. Yeah, I regret that. It's not stealing if people leave them there. No. You know what I mean, but do you think it's a midlife crisis or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another, it's just you nicking pens <laughs> and I mean you've probably got a little bit of money I mean you're dressed like you've got a bit of money mate but you're stealing pens that's well, no well looks, looks can be deceiving but <laughs> I, uh, I, I do take pens where if I can take a pen if it's engraved with anything or if it's like BBC ones from, I'll probably take one from here for, uh, oh yeah BBC we must one. thank uh, the BBC BBC Radio Lincolnshire for letting us record in their studio and um, we're in Lincoln today aren't yeah, we yeah big up the Radio Links massive so you, you're on the lookout for pens I am yes yeah, so if there's any pens about I'll be at Grimsby, if you go in the corporate hospitality, you get little Argos pens that they in turn have stolen from Argos <laughs> or, or the, or or the from Labrooks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they, they give them out and claim them as their own. Um, so what we're going to do today, we're going to have a quick uh, look at between uh, the sticks. By that, I mean we're just going to have a look at one, one game that you want to chat about. And then we have got our first guest, which we're both very excited about. We are in Lincoln. We've given a little bit away already by his first name and also where we are. 
Um, so between the sticks, you want to look at Chelsea versus Tottenham. That was at Stamford Bridge, um, home of the engraved Parker pens. Um, talk us through talk us through the game. Now, Willy Caballero came in um, as Courtois was injured. Yes. Um, and Lloris obviously started in the other end. Yeah, and, and, and the game, it was, obviously it was a great game, great game for Tottenham, putting the hoodoo to bed, the Stamford Bridge hoodoo to bed. But there was a real game about discussing the... Um, that perceived errors in the game that both both goalkeepers made. Now, especially with the first one with the Chelsea goal, the Morata header. Now, there's a lot of people. As soon as Luis came out, the cross came in. He came out for the ball, and he didn't. He didn't take the ball. Didn't really get anywhere near it. There was no. At first look, he was nowhere. Oh no, he, near he, the ball. He, he wasn't. So then you, as I usually do, you go and dissect it and then discuss it with people on Twitter and try to defend me points and then wait for the barrage of people telling us I'm wrong. But there's so much more to just somebody crossing the ball in and Luis coming and missing the cross. Um, and the first port of call is the fullback, Davies. Now, when the ball goes out to Moses on the right wing, he, he takes a touch, he turns out. He lines the lines his uh, cross up. He takes all this time, and in the meantime, I mean, it's I say it takes all this time. It's a it's a couple two or three seconds. But in that time, Davies doesn't make any motion towards the ball to close him down. So he's standing about I don't know eight nine maybe he's ten yards away from okay. from Moses. So Moses can just get his head up and pick pick his cross out, pick the person he wants to hit with a cross. So that's the first that's the first mistake in my book. If you're gonna look, for, if we're gonna portion blame anywhere, that's the first place I'd look. Okay. And even if he just made a just walk towards the ball, so he gets two or three yards closer, it means two things. Larice doesn't come near his near post because he stands so far off. Moses can put the ball in the box, or he can deliver it uh, across the face of goal at the near post. So that means Larice has to be at that near post uh, because it's a big danger. If Davies goes out towards him, he closes that area down. He doesn't have to worry about that. The second part of that, which which was a positive part of that, would be that because he's closer, Moses has got to lift the ball higher over uh, Davies' head. And that means there's more air on the ball and there's probably more time for... Uh, it makes it easier for defenders to defend and it, it's a, it's less of a danger. So, like I said, if we're going to portion blame, I'd look at the full-back there. Now, because he didn't do that and the ball comes in the near post area... And Larice makes the decision to come for it. Now, from the position he's had to take up, it's it's a wrong. De- it, I said it was a wrong position. Right. He, he could have afforded to be a yard back, but he's in that position from where he is. So he's just got to react uh, accordingly from where he is. So the ball goes across, and he knows that there's a danger of the ball being headed in. So he he takes upon himself to make a decision to intervene and to be uh, proactive, and he tries to come with the ball, and obviously he misses it. Then the ball goes over Sanchez's head, Morata puts it in uh, the, the far stick. Great goal. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've, I've, I say it's a great goal because the, the delivery takes everyone out of the game. People saying that um, Lloris affects Sanchez going for the ball, that, he does, that if he doesn't go for it, maybe Sanchez gets a touch on the ball behind him. I don't... Think it makes any difference? I don't think he's going to get the balls too far for him. The quality of the ball and trajectory of the ball means it's missing him, and it's always going to reach Morata no matter what. And then when Mar- the ball does come to Morata, even if Lloris stays on his line, the header is such a good quality that he's got no chance of getting the ball. Yeah. So, so it, it a lot of people say he should have stayed. Then it gives himself a chance of saving the ball. But I, 
in the majority of situations like that, if a goalkeeper thinks he can come and affect that situation, I'd want him to you come. You have to go. Yeah, I, well, to I, go. I would say so. And then if it had stayed there and he wouldn't have got it, then you'd have people going, well, he should have... He should have. Because he was central when he came when he came well, to well, it, he was central. Well, this is the thing, know. and people mightn't blame him for it. If he'd stayed in his line and the header goes in, nobody would have said a dicky bird. Yeah. But perhaps Lloris would could have set, been set himself of the game if they lost one nil, and he thinks himself of the game could have come for that. Should should have, should have come and tried to to take the air, take the cross, or get a touch on it. Because I didn't do that, is that why they scored? So and, and that's the sort of like what part of a goalkeeper. Is you, you play with these things in your head, thinking, well, maybe. So you, be, in my in my opinion, you're better off doing something than regretting not. Um, they didn't lose. They uh, won three one in the end. Uh, three pretty good goals from Spurs. Uh, Willie Caballero. He's been playing in the cup competitions. He hasn't been playing in the league until I think this was the first first league start. Yeah. I might have made it up. I should have done my research, but I don't know. We're going to do this feature until we got in the studio. Is Caballero to blame for any of those three? <sighs> A lot of people said it's poor goalkeeping, the uh, the first goal, Christian Eriksen strike. Uh, and it, it doesn't look great simply because as the ball goes over his head, he's, he's kind of crouched and um, and uh, to, to me, he's just given up on it Yeah. because he's got no chance of getting there. Now, a, a lot of people said, and ridiculously, some people have said that, well, if uh, Costal Pantillamon was in goal, then he would have just put his arm up and touched the ball over the bar. Well, one, there's a reason why Costal Pantillamon wasn't playing there. Because he plays for not Nottingham Forest. No, yeah, it, well, <laughs> there is that. but Logistically. Poss- yeah, possibly, but if he was as good as Willie Caballero, perhaps he would have been playing. Yeah. He would have been playing there. But it's never a case of just, oh, well, if a goalkeeper just stands there and puts his hand up, he would have saved it. There's so much more to take in rather than that. And the the, the, the strike was ridiculous. Yeah. Even Ericsson said after uh, after the game said, I thought it was going to at least a metre over the ball. Yeah. So by the time the ball comes to him, and it's from a slight angle as well, so it's not like it's just straight over his head and there's not a lot of space in behind him. It's coming on an angle. And by the time the ball's coming to him and you read it, there's no way you can read that's the flight of that ball. So by the time he can see that what's happening and the ball's starting to dip, he's got no time. Yeah. He's got no time to react. He's well, got no back, time. Re- Backpedal or something. Well, exactly. And that's the thing because he's um, because the ball's dipping and then he tries to react and he goes to his momentum goes backwards. He tries to backpedal and by that time it's too late. And like I said, he just gives up on it. So that's what makes it look worse than what it actually is. Uh, and it's so uh, if you see the ball from uh, from the side angle it's well over his head as well the dip's vicious and sometimes you've just got to hold your, oh, it's a bit of a pun there another pun Go you've on. got to hold your hands up yes yeah, we've do. done this one before Costell well. yeah. would have done it yeah but that's it you, you sometimes you've just got to say well it's a ridiculous strike there's no way I could have read yeah. that there's you know if you if you do save that one it's a, one of the best saves of the season and two you're a mind reader uh, and especially with some of these balls, um, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about this. We've talked this before about the the different balls, the actual and, balls, yeah, yeah, and uh, balls end of my career. But it's it, sometimes you've got to hold your hands up and just say, "Well, it's a it's a fabulous strike." Right, that is a beautiful segue. Are you happy? Are you finished with yeah, the, finished that game? There, yeah, yeah. you said balls and in your career. Um, the last time you played at Grimsby was at Blundell Park. And you got knocked out, yeah. and then someone came on as a substitute, which brings us nicely onto our first guest. So today is our first interview special, and I have to warn listeners as today it's going to be a very Geordie Overlord. Why I pet you? Can he take a um, what is it? You can he take a 
put pony into the anyone? No, <laughs> I've never heard that no. one before. Like a grove, innit? Yeah. Like a grove. No, yeah. it's, I'm blind deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blind deck. Yeah, can you take a pony into the something enclosure? Anyway, Twitterism, <laughs> if you're thinking about a breakdown. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, we have none other than Lincoln City goalkeeper Paul Farman. Paul, welcome. Thank you very much. I've been looking forward to getting on. Uh, well, do you know what? A lot of goalkeepers have been getting a few tweets this week. No, I've seen it on the, I've seen it on the Twitter when when I did tweet you and you give me some abuse back. No, it's not abuse. I'm a Grimsby Town fan. You obviously play for Lincoln. Um, at some point, I probably would have hurled abuse at you. Um, True, but apologies. That is it just could have been you chucking the Brussels sprout at us one box in there. No, uh, no, that's my mum. That was definitely my <laughs> mum. I've met his mum as well. Poise was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, and I'm, I'm, it was the Boxing Day game. That was I remember. But bad, bad, bad day for Lincoln City. Um, that corner from Joe Colbeck. I'm not going to mention that. I'm not going to mention great that. finish. Wasn't it was a great finish. Great finish from the corner. Windy day. Um, but. You, uh, we're, we're, you're laughing now um, because um, you are arguably in a better position than we are. At I was not arguing about it. To be at, fair. No, at, there's not. At, at there's the, not. At the I moment. don't know how hard I can go in on you about it, but look, it's you know, it's not over to the fat lady sings, and she's still you know yeah. getting her Brussels sprouts ready. So let's <laughs> um, let's not. But but Paul, first off, the big chat. What pen do you use day to day? Pen. Yeah. I don't use a pen, man. Do you know unless it's a bookie's pen. I have to be honest. I'm on <laughs> my phone. Electronic. Yeah, it's terrible, that, isn't it, really? Do you know what? The only time I pick pen. up a pen, it'll be to for a birthday card or Mother's Day. Or Saying that, I even use Moonpig now, so I li- I'm lying to you. <laughs> I am lying to your face. You're putting business. David Peach is crying in front of you. Right? No, no, I do like that of a pen, to be fair. Beautiful, isn't you're it? not having that one, mate. You're absolutely no. not having that one. Um, you and David know each other, obviously. You played together at, at Lincoln. How long were you two together in the team for? Was it two and a half years? Yeah, yeah. I am thinking under Holdsworth here, but yeah, it was probably that. Yeah, I came in sort of late in uh, 2012. Mm. Yeah, I left I left there Barnsley in the summer, went to Portsmouth for a little couple of months. Um, a couple of months, a couple of weeks, really. Um, trimmed them and nothing came of it. And then I had a couple of months where I wasn't wasn't playing with anybody down at my club. I was working uh, working down in London. Oh, yeah. For, for yeah, just fancy stuff. Well, not 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 really, but just a, a twist of fate. And uh, I ended up training at um, at Lincoln, and then um, came in and took your place. Took his place. <laughs> <laughs> I did. To be fair. It, <laughs> To be honest, it was uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's basically. It. I took his place, but it was. I came in as sort of player, coach, goalkeeping coach. Not initially, but that's what ended up happening. And um, yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a strange last couple of months of the season, simply because I came. In, I probably played about ten games from like that and didn't play well at all. Yeah, I, we've talked about it before. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. And um, because of it, the balls. Yeah, mainly because of the balls. Mainly because of the the cold, the cold Tuesday nights. They, they were, yeah. were feeler. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, and sort of, I think you'd been playing quite well, actually. Yeah, now I was playing really how well. How old were you then when... Um, oh, are you going, I don't know, man. Because how old are you now? You're still quite young, aren't you? You're going to ask me, I think I'm 28. 1989, <laughs> yeah. I'm 28. Yeah, 28, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah 28. And I, I, people do say it's young, but when you, someone's saying it to you, as you're playing, you feel like, it's not young, man. Yeah. I want to be, I'm not wet. Well, of course I'm doing, like, I've done I've done all right so far in my career, do you know what I mean? But living I'm dream, not where man. I want to be, do you know what I mean? I want I want to make a nice living out of football and if I do it with Lincoln that would be unbelievable. There's a lot of credit should go to um David Holdsworth as well. 
because yeah. um, obviously he, he Paul, Paul was, yeah Paul was at the club before I came in and he, he did he, his recruitment wasn't bad yeah I mean there's a couple of lads who went on to play for league clubs who've gone on who who, who hadn't I don't think they played in the league before like so Tom Miller uh, yeah. Andrew Boyce. Yeah. And uh, anyway, in Boyce, Paul, yeah, we had Boyce at Grimsby. Yeah, of course did. Yeah, and um, and and Paul was one of them. And it, it was I mean, when, when you, you'd come from Gateshead and you'd been at. Um, I, well, I came in on loan, didn't I, for two months because I wasn't playing at Gateshead. Spoke to Hall Draft David. Um, I come down, signed for two month, two month loan, and done all right in that spell. They needed a keeper. To be fair, the keeper had got sent off for on a for on a fist in one of the games. Crikey. So they were desperate for a keeper, so I uh, made the trip down. So you joined them when David was there. Was it just the two of you that were training every day? Or was it was there a third person, can you remember? Well, it was four, I think. We had four. four. It was, it yeah. was Jake. And, and another tight. Jake Turner. And Drips. Yes. And Ollie. Yeah. Young lads, yeah. two young lads, yeah. So you had four or five. So you would play, play kind of like player, goalkeeping coach. So there were three, four, five of you there. Yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't... Uh, I didn't sign to play, actually. It was just kind of like play a coach. Just... So I'd sit, I'd, I was there to coach and sit on the bench. And then the, the team went through a little bit of a bad patch. And, the, and then the manager thought, oh, well, he got a lot of experience. He'll go in. And um, so I, I played a few games. But like I said, I, I, I did enjoy it. And, and I, I didn't feel like I was I was probably playing at 50% or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You had quite a lot of goalkeepers because at the time that was still National League. That was the conference. There's a lot of a lot of goalies. Yeah, but even out. before I came to Lincoln, um, when I got the phone call to, to from a friend who was here to, to come and train, I, I just seen it as a league club. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They'd been out of the league about yeah. two years that, at the that's, time. That's one of the main reasons. I, like, do you know what I mean? I wanted to sign here because when I came down on loan, I thought this is a massive club yeah. compared to what I'm used to. With being a Gateshead, it doesn't. Well, like, all joking aside, being a Grimsby fan, we <coughs> sign players when we're in the National League because they're going, "Look, I'm signing to a big club. Yeah, you're in the National League, but there's a lot of big clubs in that in that National League that are." Big clubs that kind of like deserves to be back in, in the mm-hmm. football league. I, I tell you, I saw Grimsby when I grew up. Grimsby Championship side. Yeah, you know, Clive Mendonca, yeah, people like that. Of course, you know? yeah. Well, let's talk about growing up. Um, who did you support when you were younger? A bit of Sunderland and Newcastle. You know, my granddad. Uh, a bit yeah, of both. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm solid black and white. Now, like, right, okay. But my granddad got had us a season ticket. He was trying to really get us to be a uh, Macam. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Kind lovely bloke, his granddad, lovely bloke. Yeah, yeah nah, lovely bloke. Top man. Yeah. He knows everyone's family. Yeah. No, no. Well, he used to come to all the games, speak to Prissy often. Really? Often, yeah. So there's a little shout out from oh, my of granddad. Of course, yeah. Buzzer. Sorry, the Sunderland link. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, no, nah, he's. Well, well, I've completely, you've killed me out. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, just who you supported. So then you became Newcastle, a yeah. Newcastle fan. So as I'm growing up, all my mates are getting more, being Newcastle United. Yeah. I want to play for Newcastle United. Then I end up getting a season ticket. That's a big admission, that, like. Bit of both. I've, yeah, I've never I'm, heard of it. It was a bit yeah. of No, but uh, it was, it's a family thing. I've, tra- I've been swayed over. Yeah. I'm, Do you know what I mean? To be fair, fair when it went, obviously, when his granddad was younger, <coughs> that's what people did. They went they watched Newcastle one week and suddenly the next week. So there wasn't this like huge rivalry or like sort of like there is know. now. Yeah, I mean, there's probably there was a rivalry, but it wasn't as sort of um, toxic as probably yeah, it is yeah. now, like you know. So growing up, who were your idols then? Your goalkeeping idols? Well, probably Shea Given, definitely yeah. is one, definitely. But when I was going to the Sunderland games, was Thomas Sorensen. He was really? unbelievable. He was frightening for Sunderland. Did you play with Thomas? What's there? No, he came when I left. Yeah. He, he, well, you could say he replaced me. <laughs> And, and to be fair, I, when I broke my arm, Shea, Shea Given came in and loaned at Sunderland as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, so I mean, 
Shea Given is. Uh, You've got a lot to thank me for, to be honest. He's, 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 yeah, I mean, you've made everyone's career, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shea Given, I mean, absolutely. Idol played so many games. Yes. And uh, I mean, Newcastle, and to be fair, like New, Newcastle had a, f- a fair a fair whack of decent keepers over the years. Yeah, they have, like, you see, you know he, I mean? he was. Paul Cernicek, Shea Given. I mean, even now, like, you look at how long has Rob Elliott been at Newcastle? Yeah, only he's been there a, lot, a long time now, like you know. You know, they've, and, and they've they've had even Tim Krull. You look at the, it seems if just looking at just quickly at, at Newcastle goalkeepers, they seem the one club that seem to have have goalkeepers for long stretches of time have, when other when other teams we, suffer with that. Do you know what Sunderland's uh, recent history of goalkeepers is very good? Obviously, Shea went there on loan. Uh, you had Lionel Perez for a little bit, and then uh, was, yeah, he could make a save. Uh, Lionel Perez. Perez. He could make a. a his standard save look unbelievable, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked him. He was, the one, he was the one that got lobbed for the Cantonal chip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. Thing. And um, who else was there? Obviously Thomas, Simon Mignolier, yeah, Vito Minone, and, and obviously Jordan Pickford. And then this year, they've had three goalkeepers who have sort of strayed away from that <laughs> that heritage. Yeah, yeah. Now we will we will go actually we will we'll talk about that another. Um, Another another podcast because it's uh, it's there's a deep yeah, oh, seam absolutely, of it. Uh, absolutely, let's chat gloves. Um, what were your first ever pair of goalie gloves? Can oh you remember? God. Proper gloves, or yeah. Well, I mean, let, well, let's. What's the first <coughs> pair of gloves you can remember? But what's the first pair of gloves that you properly fell in love with? Like for me, it was the Peter Schmeichel Roy red and white ones. Mine, I've got them already. Adidas, yeah. Finger saves were black and luminous green. Yes, this was the first year of finger snappers. I call them now. Yeah, finger snappers. <laughs> back then, it was like, oh my god, these guys, yeah. these things are revolutionary. But actually, they they could break your pants. And I, and I remember, like when Shea Given watching the games. They looked like shovels. Yeah. They looked like they looked massive. So obviously, I thought I need big gloves. I need big gloves. Well, like outfield players have protection with obviously shin pads, and you know, they just seem to be getting all the technology. When finger saves came out, it was like, what are these robot yeah. hands that you're giving us? Amazing. Well, even just a few years before, they came out with the roll fingers. Yeah, the roll fingers were like yeah. it was just unbelievable. You know, you you, you, you could flat palm, weren't you? You would have been flat. Yeah, I, got flat quite, palm? I quite like a flat palm. Yeah. What, what, what do you? I mean, there's gonna because this podcast attracts the goalkeeping nerd, which is good because it's hosted by two goalkeeping uh, uh, losers. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, one hero and one loser. Um, I, well, no, I am a loser. Just I lost at a higher level. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Touche. What do you? What do you go for now? Negative cut, roll finger, flat palm, roll finger. Do you? Yeah. And what do you wear now? I wear pro GK. They're very popular, actually, aren't they? I've seen a lot of goalkeepers. Uh, yeah, no, he's, do, he's bringing out a new, the new three types are coming out of uh, the new style. Yeah, and they look legs. To be fair, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get it's Glenn Johnson. We'll get Glenn, Glenn Johnson. Johnson yeah. Um, so last season was arguably uh, the best season for Lincoln City. Obviously, down in the conference, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 what was it called? National League. National, National League. League yeah, League, yeah. Oh, it changes. I name, still call it? it the Blue Square Times. Remember Blue Square? <laughs> I still call it the Vauxhall Conference. Right? Vauxhall Conference, Blue Square, Vanarama. Yeah. You name it. It's yeah. been named it. Um, I think. Would you say it was the best season for Lincoln last year? Even though they were in the conference. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. I, I can't, you can't like. You can't put it into words how good it was. For those that might not be looking at um, Lincoln's performance, you'd have seen it in the in, in the news. Firstly, they got promoted uh, from the Football League 
automatically, yeah. which is the best way. You don't want to go to, through the playoffs like Grimsby did 48 times. <laughs> um, and then you went on an incredible FA Cup run as well, uh, which ended with a sixth round game against Arsenal. Not the result you would have wanted on the night, but getting there, you beat some decent teams. For you, was it the best season of your career? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. I felt, to be fair, I was, it was about f- four months I was injured. My right leg was hanging off, but I was still just because of how well we were doing, how like, how like I don't know, we were just like robots going out. I just knew we were going to win. We knew we were going to win, except Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> that was a different kettle. And, but well, we'll yeah, come on to that in a minute. Yeah. But like at the beginning of the season, you well, you've got the um, the Cowley brothers came into Lincoln. Um, kind of, they were uh, at Braintree beforehand. They were touted to be going other places, but they came to Lincoln. And obviously, you've been at Lincoln for a number of years before they arrived. When they came in, how different was the setup? Um, they tried to like bring the very new school. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. They, like the massive on the sports science, a massive on injury prevention, massive on recovery. Like they just live and breathe football. And did they put any emphasis on the goalkeeping, coaching? Because who's the coach there now? Jimmy Walker. Yeah. And did uh, he, he came in with the brothers, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he come in, yeah. And what's and he like? He's ledge. He's, he's, like I said, I said you, sh- you, sh- you should try and get him on here. He's got some unbelievable stories he, and he's played with some good Because he played with it. He played at like uh, Spurs and West Ham, yeah. is that right? Yeah. yeah. Walsall most of Korea, then yeah. when his career went to Tottenham and West Ham. But you, you will not find anybody who's got a bad word to say about him. No, really. he's, yeah. he's a ledge. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So did you notice a step up for when, when the Cowley brothers came in and then obviously you've got a new goalkeeping coach? Did you see this? St- <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? I was actually going to joke, like, "What are you doing to me?" Here? Like, you know, but you actually—that's the path you're going down, isn't it? Really? What? Yeah, I was choosing to ignore it. Oh no! <laughs> no, but I'm just—you you, you don't, don't tell me you're no. doing that on there. What? 
What do you think I was going to do? I was just saying that his previous goalkeeping coach was rubbish. Not at all, no. not at all, not at all. But I'm just saying, did you notice a step up which obviously materialised? <laughs> no, but <laughs> you've been not you've just you've been bigging up for the last three weeks, so I can't then go. You know, okay. Was there a difference with the Cowley brothers? Let's not mention that's the goalkeeping coaching, but like, was there a noticeable step up with the first tier management and not goalkeeping coaching? Yeah, well. Yeah, I, I, the best way to describe it is just how like it's so in, it's an intense environment. Do you know what I mean? And the 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 uh, recruit players that are that they can see willing to cope with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I was saying. Like how we, we were a bit like robots last year. They managed to get they just get the best out of the players that they've got. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And even this year, well, when we're playing bad, we'll still win games. Because we have that, like it's that's just installed the relentless of not playing like robots. You know what I mean? Like robots is in. No, I think it's a regime. Yeah. Mean, a regime where you, you you get into the swing of things, and it's like right, this is how we do things. Because I yeah. think sometimes, if it is a like a lower league team, obviously national league, still professional league there nowadays. I think sometimes people think that oh, you just come in for training for a few hours. Whereas I think what you're trying to say is that the Cowley brothers came in and it was like right. This is what happens. This yeah. is what happens. This is what happens. I think, I think when Paul's talking about the the mentality, that robotic mentality, I think it's it's uh, you know talking about tip for tip about a goalkeeper. It, it helps goalkeepers so much to have that kind of mentality because if if you're if you've got an emotional side with a lot of emotional players, your performances are always going to be up and down all the time. Because you know when you you know if something wrong uh, bad goes ha- uh, happens, then you're going to be you know you, you you're going to be extreme the, the, the emotions extreme. So you're always going to be up there or down there, and and in either case can be bad. Yeah. If you're up there and you you know letting, getting carried away with things, then during the game you know you you might miss things and it's uh, mistakes happen. And the same when you're going down, if you're too negative. Uh, you can just crumble. So it's it's great that you know to to hear we saying about the mentality the team's got. If you keep yourself on a level all the time, then you've got a best chance of making the best decisions uh, while you're on the pitch. And and that's what exactly what they're doing. He's right what they do. You know, it, it, especially last season, there were so many games when Lincoln were yeah. were behind late on in games, and they haven't just come back and drawn games. They've come back and won them. Yeah, yeah. With the the coaching and the training, has that improved since you've gone into the football league? Like with regards to actual time, like how many times you train a week? Um, no, it's, it's still similar. Is it? It's yeah, like I say, these these are the the gaffer and Nicky. They not no matter then there's no shortcuts. Really, there's no shortcuts at all, no matter what. So nothing changes. Do you know what I mean? Not that it's like you're getting a boring routine, but it's like there's there's no shortcuts, and I think that's good. And that's you're not cheating yourself. I think the best thing that they've brought to to Lincoln, uh, which I always thought about, was you know coming when I, when I came to Lincoln, you you see other the way other coaches um, uh, go about the business. Sometimes, if you're non-league, especially if you're part-time club, not Lincoln, but if you're a part-time club, you're getting that part-time mentality, yeah. and you, you you don't expect as much from the players. Well, I think they've come in and they've expected exactly the same from their players as teams in the Premier League and the and uh, the Championship and further up do, and and that's how they get they're getting the success. They you know they treat them like um, as if they're Premier League players, and that they they're getting they're getting that back up from the players. Just give us a bit of an insight. How, how often do you train a week? Um, so a normal a normal week if you're playing Saturday to Saturday yeah 
Monday morning train, Tuesday morning train, off Wednesday. It's called the re- Regeneration Day. Okay. It's not allowed to be called the Day Off. Regeneration Day. FIFA and Chill Day. Yeah. yeah. Thursday train, Friday train. All if right. there's a game Tuesday. And how long are we talking? Two or three hours a day? Um, It all depends. Like this morning, this is what I mean. We've done an hour's video. All right, okay. Before we'd even started training. So looking at Sunday's two, opponents? Yeah, we, or? No, no, we went over two games. So we watched Exeter and the Carlisle game. And so do you watched, know what I mean? Like Exeter was... When was Exeter now? When would that have been? Friday. Yes. It, they could oh, have just right, brushed yeah. it under the carpet, do you know what I mean? Because we won, we didn't really play great. But now we sat and done it. And he went, went through, through all it the notes. Bit by bit. Yeah. And then with regards to actual goalkeeping training, is that every every day you train, do you guys go off separately and do that separately? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll on video, yeah. yeah, we'll do it together with the, with the players because we're involved in the game. But obviously training, yeah, we, we always go off separate. Always go off separate. Let's go back to, you, you mentioned like training like Premier League players. Last year, you had to face Arsenal um, in the FA Cup. Did you prepare differently for that game or did you just go about it like you did all the others? We went about it how we did with all the others, but like obviously we knew what we were coming up against. We yeah. were planning as normal. We weren't sure what the team was going to be because they were going through a sticky patch, weren't they? Uh, at that time, the fans weren't too happy. Trained as normal, travelled down, stayed down the night before in an Outrageous hotel, the landmark. Yeah, on the on the on, on the Westway. I had to obviously my roomie Terry Hawkridge. I had to ring him when he was at the other side of the room. It was that big. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, I if I opened up my window, I was overlooking people eating the steak downstairs. It was like uh, it was like I was on holiday. The but, landmark, the in the there's a little car parky thing where you go and put your car in. Yeah. Whenever you go past that, there is always a Lamborghini. Or a Bugatti there, it is. I'm not sure if they just leave it there, just so you know, this is the kind of clientele that comes here. But it is a nice hotel there. Yeah, like every door I went through was like, afternoon, sir, afternoon, sir. I might have opened well, it. I'm starting looking over your shoulder, seeing what's going on. Oi, oi, what's going on here? But no, nah. we planned as, back to your question, we planned as normal. Yeah. As if it was just another game, but with 65,000 people there. <laughs> It's, it isn't a normal game though is it nah like we were sat I'm rambling now we were sat in the change room I never gone to the pitch before games there's a thing I'll never do it's grass it's got Ever. lines on it nah I don't like to So, so you, sorry I'm going to have to pause you there so any normal game so you, you Exeter yeah. Carlisle Grimsby you'll never go onto the pitch between 2pm and 3pm if it's a 3pm kickoff. No, because obviously you know. No, no, a, before before he goes out for his warm up. Yeah. Warm up. Oh right. Yeah, okay. So like so you got a warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, okay. Sorry, that's my fault. Yeah. No, no. Usually when Kitman's putting the kit out, the lads go out and have a walk round. Obviously it was the Emirates, but I was like, I'm not changing it. Yeah. I walked to the end of the tunnel, quick got your video back in. Do you know what I mean? But then sat getting changed. Then we're like thinking, what what team are they going to put out here? What team they're putting out? Gaff comes back in with a team sheet. It's like Peter Czech. All the all Ozo. the big dogs, Giroud, yeah, Ch- Chamberlain, Sanchez, then like Gaff is kind of laughing, and we're looking around as if to say, "What is going on here? Like, what is going to happen out here?" In we we it, that was a surreal moment. That's when I kind of kind of sank in a little bit. What what we we'd achieved and what was going to happen in the next hour and a bit. Yeah, 
and I like say I, I had a terrible warm because I was too busy just looking around. I was watching checks warm up, and I'd see like uh, Ozil like oh, some of the stuff. You, balls. Yeah, it's outrageous the 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 standard. But were you because like on a on a not a comparative note, but I've played gigs before where it's like normal, a couple of hundred people, do you know what I mean? But then you go and step up to like 10,000, 15,000 and you go and you're going, oh, I just need to perform like I do every single night, but I'm at Manchester Arena and there's 15,000 people here. And I guess you, after a period of time, your brain gets used to it. But if it's a one-off, like that game last season was, you have to react in the moment, don't you? And going, oh, like, Back in the yeah. room, back in the room. Yeah, and it, it was like that, but as as we were having such a good season, each game, the, the crowd was getting bigger, Tinsel Bank, course, yeah. FA Cup, we went Ipswich, filled that away end. So it was kind of like it was building up to it. Nowhere near 65,000, like, mm. and 9,000 Lincoln fans. It was like, it, well, the, one of the best days of my life, right? And that's why one of the reasons why, I mean, obviously it's convenient that we're in Lincoln this weekend, but, but the, uh, this week, <laughs> but... This week, yeah. They're Lincoln, they're at Wembley playing against Shrewsbury this weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, you've already played at the Emirates, so you've got that in the back of your mind. Will you use that going to, uh, going to Wembley on, on, on uh, Sunday? Definitely. If, if I play, yeah. I, you see, you just got to, like, I know it sounds so cliche and take it as another game, but you just have to, like, what is it? What is it? Just make sure you, you don't come back in and look in the mirror and regret anything you've yeah. done. You just have to just... You, you can't change it. You're out. If you get asked to do your job, you, you have to go and do it. And it's, it's one of the reasons why we've got Paul in as well because we talked about he's, before he came to Lincoln or being a Gator, being a Bly Spartans. You think it's 17-18, um, he's playing in sort of... What were Bly? Bly, the Blue Square Bet North. So that's like sort of sixth tier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So and mm. he's, you can, I mean, you can ask him about it now, and obviously I know nothing about. It, but it's he's grafted so hard to get here. He's just a great a shining example of what you can do if you do just get your head down and work hard and believe in yourself. And uh, and if you do that, it, it, it can take you anywhere. And it's it's just for me personally because I know him and I've I've seen a lot of his uh, his development. Yeah, it's um it's it's just I don't know, it's not about taking pride, just being really happy for somebody who's yeah. sort of worked that hard and seeing where they're getting to now, like you know, and to see him playing in the in the league earlier this season and like I said playing the FA Cup last year, it was just it's just brilliant to watch. And it's it, he's, it, he is actually you know there'll be a lot of people listening to this this podcast who 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 play that level and below. He's an inspiration. He honestly yeah. is for uh, to to lads who still got uh, uh, aspirations of of being a, a football a player in the football league. Because I mean, I think we all think that it doesn't matter whether you're full time in non league or not. It's not until you get into that into the football league that you think, right, I'm, I am a proper yeah. footballer now. Like you know, that's the way I saw well, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that what you thought? Were yeah. you just like, yeah, it, 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 obviously it was full time. You used to get asked, uh, uh, what do you do? Oh, play for Lincoln. Oh, yeah, but yeah, what? What do you do, no, do during the day? Though? It's full time. Do you know what I mean? And but now, obviously, you say Lincoln, they're like, oh, the cup run last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, like, like you say, I've, I've grafted from. One of the, I was playing for Washington, and that I don't even think you can class that as a tier <laughs> of football. Yeah. I was on science it's a field. Went out on loan to Washington, and I was playing. There's there's one game I'll never ever forget. We got um, a bonus there. Washington, 
I was on thirty. Well, I was on forty pound a week until I signed. <laughs> they took a fiver offers for the uh, for the lottery, then a fiver for the kit man. So I was on thirty quid. I was a tennis short and I was spewing at the time. No doubt about it. What does spewing mean? Spewing like burning. Spewing. What's burning mean? Uh, gutted. Oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was, I was gutted. It was like tennis short. And then obviously I was at that age. I used to like going out. And well, that. look, take us back to. Um, how it first started for you if that's right and then we'll, we'll come back to this season when did you first realise you were going to be a goalkeeper or you wanted to be a goalkeeper um, I didn't you didn't I'm not going to lie I just I wanted to be a forward scoring goals did you yeah Alan Shearer won it yeah you know I mean? uh, so I've, I've went to a, I think mum and dad wanted us out of the house for it must have been school holidays it must have, must have been sick of us they sent us on a goalkeeping course oh, that been across the road from the house and uh I got a, I think my mum or my dad got a phone call from a, a club. I think it was un, I was under sevens at the time. She, North Shields, like quite, quite a well-known club up north. Yeah. Obviously, they've been to Wembley as well. Anyway, uh, they've rang my mum and dad. And I was, in, like, I was quite nervous as a kid. I didn't like, I had my mates, but I wasn't bothered about going and meeting new people. Anyway, my dad's like saying, oh, we're going to go and play football with uh, my mate's son on the, up here, blah, blah. So I'm getting there and I'm, he's packing like my gloves and that and I'm thinking, as a kid, I'm, I'm getting suspicious here. <laughs> and then I turn up and then I see like shields and they're training and that and I'm like, I'm not getting out of the car. And I, I was having a full-blown argument. Dad, I'm not getting out of the car. So anyway, I got to, uh, I was like crying like, Dad, I'm not getting out of the car. Why did you, you want to take get me out of the car? I don't know. You just, yeah. I don't know. I think I'd, you were happy with your yeah, yeah. And uh, the, their manager, the manager come over, kind of like talked us into... So I'm like training, then I trained and absolutely loved it. Did you? Absolutely loved it. And that was at the mad. age of that was at the age of seven. Yeah, under sevens seven. I was yeah. playing. Yeah, and I remember it was one thing. It was it was one of the lads had like a, a hammer foot for his age, and one of them said he was like, "Oh, if you can save his his free kick, you block you this and that." And I saved it, and I felt the nuts after because <laughs> some of them were like, "Oh, he's he's actually all right, you know, you know." And I felt ever since then I just kicked on. I just absolutely loved it, and then like can how far you want to go here, but then ended up get playing for the county at North Tyneside and yeah. we still hold the record now of how many games we won, how many tournaments we won and uh, went on to where uh, where did I go? No, like I played for so many boys clubs. I can go on, where's mm. it? Uh, Walls End, boys club, massive up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they can name a 11, yeah, 11, a shoe, 11, yeah. 11 yeah. team of how many players have gone on to, to do well. Wars end. Then I went to Whitley Bay. Then I'm, as I, I'm, I went to Monks Eaton sixth form, and we had a really good team there. And I got to a point where I wanted to play men's football. Do you know what I mean? I thought I was quite ready to play men's football. Anyway, the <clears throat> uh, Newcastle keepers have got injured uh, at the time. The academy boys, and we played them in a trial game through the week one time with the Monks Eaton sixth form. And obviously, one to keep had both of them had done the cruciate. Right. Anyway, and then they've asked, they've asked me to come up. My coach is like, oh, I've got to take you somewhere. Took me up to the academy. I'm thinking, another thing, like, what am I doing here? Like, what? And they've said, oh, well, we want to invite you to come in and train. Uh, both will keep us injured, so you'll be more or less. Who was goalkeeper coach? Then? Was it Simon Smith? Uh, it was Adam Bartlett. Adam Bartlett, yeah. Yeah, Adam Bartlett. Yeah, Simon Smith would have been at the top end. But, yeah, and then he's asked me to more or less, like, kind of earn a contract sort of thing. Wow. And at the time, I was buzzing, like, seeing the kit and that, the boys walking around, like, new boots and that, I thought, <laughs> like, I'm going to be a pro. Anyway, 
kind of milked that whilst I was there. Do you know what I mean? I think I got a bit. That's one thing I do regret. Not taking it seriously, or yeah, yeah not that... taking it seriously. I think I got because I knew a lot. I knew like a few of the lads there. Yeah. So obviously they were quite comfortable. Do you know what I mean? They had their contract. Yeah. And I was trying to be one of one of them sort of thing, and I was like, I was eighteen at the time, and obviously enjoy going out do you know what I mean and if I was out with the Newcastle boys I was do you know and yeah. it, it, honestly I was do, that's one thing I do regret and that's that's from I went on to play men's football after that and that's after that I've never took it for granted never never you, you can't take it for granted or just you've got to live with no regrets in the sport and that's how I see it but I mean you've had a as we've mentioned you've had a pretty decent career because the thing is that you could have gone and played for Newcastle but then Nothing could have happened there, do you know what I mean? So I think in any walk of life, you just got to go, right, as you say, no regrets, this is what's happened. And you've had a pretty good career. I mean, so far, one that a lot of people would be, you know, envious of. You're now in the Football League at Lincoln. You've played about 10 games this season, right? 12? No, a bit more, I reckon. About uh, around 20, you know. Yeah, it could be around twenty. No, because over ten. You, Who knows? To, you um, you were basically the the main goalkeeper last season that got you promoted and that cup run. And then this season, brought in two other lads um, alongside you, um, Ryan Allsop and Josh Vickers. Mm-hmm. Did that did that annoy you a little bit that they came in? Um, well, we, it was more or less just me last year and we, we didn't really have a backup keeper to, to be on the bench. Sometimes we didn't play with a keeper on the bench because yeah. he liked to have the other options because in as well just in case some people don't know uh, in the in the conference you get fewer substitutes than you do in the football league so you're only allowed to name five is five, that right yeah um and in the football league you're allowed to name seven yep. yeah so we, we used to do that at grimsby sean pearson the center back used to be like the nominated yep. goalkeeper if james McHugh went, went injured so it was just you last season was it yeah but, but yeah more or less yeah and then obviously when it got to the point where i was struggling with the injury we had to bring someone in in case I like I did break down. Yeah, and it was I was more or less not training at the time. I was just playing games for the remainder of the season. Yeah, and obviously this year they've had to they've explained oh we're going to bring someone in. We do we do need two keepers. I said yeah, fair enough. It's you, know, you have to they're going to bring someone in. We've stepped up a level. You do need competition for places, and it's just like you say, you just embrace the competition. Yeah, and you you'll you get on. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Well. I appreciate you'll tell you. There's always a, there's always like a well, it, tight, a tight, a tight bond with the keepers. Do you know what I mean? If one of the players is getting on the keeper and training in the in the finish, and you have a little chirp back, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you feel yeah. like, no, you're not, you're you're not doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and it's just it's the, the goalkeepers' union. And also, I see the videos as well. Uh, the videos keep. Um, oh, I'm sorry, what's the goalkeeping coach is called? Jimmy Walker. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. So Jimmy puts the uh, videos online, doesn't he? Yeah, Football DNA, his yeah. website. He's, uh, so he sticks them. I don't think they're great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love. I love watching the FA. Oh, I'm the same. Oh, mate. I'm the same. I'll be watching it in bed, and Mrs. Like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm watching the lads train. <laughs> <laughs> and then, she's like, then as she's watching, she's like, oh, there's Joe Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Very, do you know what I mean? Again, for the listeners, if you, I'm sure you are aware of it, but the FA, uh, when the international team uh, meet up for training, the goalkeeping uh, lot go together and they put their videos online and oh, they're great, aren't they? Outrageous. The way they stick the ball on the volleys. And that, they say that he talking about you could go on about gloves in that area. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see, have you seen Jack Butland's new Nike gloves? Yes, the gardening gloves, the ones, aren't they? Yeah, and I seen him. He wore them for the warm up. Then he took them off. 
when he went into training with the lads and I was thinking like just little things like that you notice but it's like an insight again of yeah. what we do and what they do um, speaking of England goalkeepers you're playing Shrewsbury on Sunday in goal at the moment for Shrewsbury's Dean Henderson we've been talking about him quite a lot on this podcast he's in the England uh, under 21 set up he used to be at Grimsby he's on loan from Man United is that something that you three plus Jimmy will be aware of you'll know of Dean so will you pass that info on to your lads uh, yeah, like you say, we do that much analysis. It'll be in in and amongst the when we do when we're watching them, we'll get that that info will already be there for them. But I've I've seen him, like you say, I've I've seen him play. I remember when he went to Grimsby because when he went to Grimsby and Mac had come out the team, out yeah. it's a bit. I was thinking, well, Mac is out the team. That was a big thing. Do you know Even what I mean? Grimsby fans are like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, and uh, so I've 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 like uh, I, I watched him on the on the highlights and that, and there's no doubt about it, he looks. An outrageous young prospect. Yeah, he looks like he he, he looks so athletic because he's not the biggest of lads, is he? No, I, I've never not, seen him in person, one, yeah. but I've I've seen like a few photos of him where he's made saves and he looks above the ball. Well, mm. this is what you said last last week. He's dived that, so much, he's almost gone the ball. past the yeah. ball, past the post, and they call him uh, an animal because of the way he can get. So. Yeah, and it, it, there's another thing. There's there's videos of the twenty ones. Yeah, 21s, yeah. Videos, their keepers training, and he, the, he, he, he's very, very sharp, I noticed that. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, he's, he's going he's gonna to do well. He did have a bit of a blinder on, I think he went up when there were 2-1 down at the weekend, he went up, and I think he only got as far as the halfway line, and then they oh, counter-attacked, and then yeah. they just, he ended up like having to run back, and it was like, I don't think whoever was taking the corner realised that Dean was coming yeah, up. Yeah, I, I seen that, and I was thinking, as he's running back alongside that uh, Henderson, it yeah. was for... Rochdale, right? Yeah, you're running back. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, tackle, just, just foul him. <laughs> then I was thinking, you, no, you're playing at Wembley. Yeah, you're playing yeah, at Wembley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knew that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, it's a nightmare if you go far corner and that happens. But you're chasing the game. Um, I don't need to answer anything you don't want to. But do you want to be playing week in, week out? Yeah, of course. I, I train. I'm, I train to my ma- like. I'm trained to my maximum potent- potential every day. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing extras. I want to. I want to. I want to play. It's, it's like you're doing all your hard work and it's yeah. getting taken away from you. But sometimes you do. You do have to understand your reasons why you're not playing. But you, you can't. You can't be. No player can be happy sit, sitting on the bench, in a way. Not in a, a nasty way. But you. You want to be playing games. Yeah. Of course you do. If you were Gareth Southgate. And we're going to Russia tomorrow. You got to announce your team. Who, which goalkeepers are you taking to the World Cup? Like you say, the boys have asked me this on the bus as well. Like, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'd... Do you want to know who I'm going? So you got a bit of time. Um, how many have I got? How many can I? Three, three. basically three keepers. Uh, personally, I'm going Jordan Pickford, Jack Butland, Nick Pope. That's who I'm going with. David Priest changed his no, mind. No, Joe Hart. No. no. What both of you? You, you? you like Joe Hart, don't you? No, he's not picking Joe Hart. No. Like, no disrespect to Nick Pope because he, he's, you know, I'm not, I'm nowhere near the, but he's done similar to, he started very. Oh, no, you, you, play, you played against him when he was at yeah. Cambridge, like, yeah. yeah. Do, you yeah. Know how many, do you know how many clubs those four have played for between the four of them? I played against, uh, we played against Jordan. Yeah, when he was at Alfred, and then I remember him thinking, 
he can boom it on his left foot. Yeah. And that, that's a massive well, problem. Yeah, and, and, and he can kick the ball, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, ball, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm fully aware of that. Seen his backside. <laughs> that's where his power comes like from. Like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> they've no, play, they've played shorts. for like 30 teams. We've seen the four of them, though. So that they, they've done the they've done the rounds. You know what I mean, Nick Pope. Personally, just with the Joe Hart thing, no, I no. don't think he's having a great season, and he's not getting enough games. Adrian's come back in again. Nick Pope is the highest goalkeeper in the league at the moment. You know, and I, I, the saves that he's making are insane. I agree. Um, Pickford, I think, is the prospect that you want to be starting. Um, David has gone for Pickford, and you've gone for Butland. Butland and well, no, your your third choice is still up in the air, is it? Well, not really. I, th- I think he'll, he'll just he'll take Joe, but. Yeah, it probably should be Nick, actually. Are you, are you taking Joe Hart? Yeah, and yeah. Butland and Pickford, which is very harsh on Pope because how he's come in to Burnley yeah. and how he has been this season. In what order would you put them, though? <laughs> I was hoping to get away with that. Um, <laughs> oh, it's got to be Pick. Like, it's got has has got to be Pickford for me starting. Then I'll probably put Butland, then Joe Hart. But I just think you have to take Joe Hart to be to be training in and round to to the younger lads. But this is the thing, Um, and that that is the that is the justification for taking Joe Hart. You're taking him as the tourist. I'm using tourist in inverted commas. You're taking him as the tourist who knows an international tournament has got them there, as David uh, said on previous podcasts. But also, Chad Butland's been playing since 2012 as well. Mm. I mean, he's got a, he's got the England experience. I've, I've just been so typically English, haven't I? Like dead old school. Like, no, but he's like, <laughs> I think, going, well, you've got to take Wayne Rooney. You've got to take, you know, you've got to take, Darius Vassell is underrated. <laughs> but, uh, I, but just look at the way that um, Gareth Southgate has picked the rest of the team. On form. He's gone on form. And he's gone on also, I think, players that he knows having come through the youth setup as well. So, I mean, I, I still think it's up for, up for grabs that third spot. Who are yeah. the uh, Premier League keepers? Who do you uh, who do you look up to? Who did you... At the minute? Yeah. Pickford. Is it? Yeah. He just plays like... Um, like, just take a free spirit. Like, do you know if something... If he's tried to clip one, hasn't worked you'll still be doing it the next, where it keepers at my level, you kind of clip one, go out and play, the crowd go, Wee! then your next one you think, Safe. safety, yeah. bang it down onto the big man. He doesn't. But he just he just plays like, yeah. he's got no pressure it, it, at all. It's a massive thing, especially watching the uh, the keepers down St. George the other week. It was, it's the, the work on their reaction when they, either if they make mistakes or if they, um, if they concede goals. And you see most of them um, especially with the 21s I watch a lot of 21s and you see them and if a goal gets you know if somebody strikes a ball past them in one of the drills that they're doing it's it's like it never happened really they, they just it's yeah it's just they, they manage to just sweep around the carpet and just go on about of course if there's like I said, like I said before if there's a problem you've got to work on it yeah. but most of the time I think notoriously especially sort of like as you, as you go further down you see people um, sort of Having a uh, sort of criticise themselves, yeah. being very self-critical, and I was like that. I was like beyond belief. I would beat myself up, and where you know what the work on now is just make sure that, like I said, that they, they don't. It, it doesn't fluster them at all. They're not bothered. So they, when they go into the next, the next part of the drill, they're going in with a clear mind as well. Yeah. And it's, they're not thinking about that. It's yeah. a different mindset. And going back to Dean, I mean, I've, I've met well, I know Dean pretty well, and he's just the most confident man in the world. And it, it's that kind of like, right, any mistakes. You brush them on the carpet. We've talked about it before. Sarah Millican, uh, like a northeast comedian, she has a thing. You have a bad gig. Eleven thirty the next day, you forget about it. You know, yeah. and you you know, you move on. So I think it is that that mindset of just like you know. Keeping, I think keeping like going. the older you get, 
the better you get at doing it. Mm. But obviously, like you say, the younger, the better. Yeah. You, like, what can you do about it? No. When you come off after. Yeah. Like, even in training. Like, there's one thing that when Priestley come into training, I always took from and still do now, like in the small side of games, like when Priestley come in and he was always, he would always win in training. And he, if he didn't win, he'd be so like annoyed at the end of the games. What, in the small side of the game? Yeah, and then it come to, like now, I hate losing in them games. I'm screaming. And is that instilled from Priestley? Like, yeah, no, a, bit, a big part of it is that. Because I, you kind of get, I was kind of at that point, like, because I wasn't playing and it was kind of, oh, I've come in, train and do well, go home. But then, what are you getting from that? Yeah, no, you want to win. You wanna yeah, you want, you want to go home and think, nah, I've, I've, knocked I've done a bit door, today, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I've done a bit today. My, my house is in order. What have I ever need to talk? I think, guys, we're going to have to call this, uh, well, bring this this, this meeting yeah, to a close. Yeah, then rent, won't they? They'll, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, uh, I've got to go and play a game of football, actually, myself. I'm going to Spalding, which I've just been uh, told by Paul, is an absolute sand pit. No, a water pit. A water pit. It's a water... Paddling pool? A, a paddling pool, yeah. <laughs> paddling pool with a little bit of sand Olympic outside pool. it. Um, yeah, I'm playing a charity game, so I've got to, I've got to go. Um, What's the charity, if anyone's interested? Uh, yeah, well, basically, it's a, a fireman. So uh, we've got mutual friend Dave Gilbert, yeah. who is from Lincoln. Lincoln, and uh, what's happening is he's got a, a colleague, uh, and sadly he has got um, uh, brain cancer. So we're raising money uh, for a lad called Steph, and so there's a under thirties versus over thirties charity football match. Um, I've tweeted about it, so there's a there's a, a just giving. Um, we we'll uh, put that on the uh, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. So Stephen Holcroft basically, we're trying to raise as much money as possible. There's like raffles, there's silent auctions, there's all sorts of stuff in there. A lot of goalkeepers. I think you've given a pair of gloves, haven't you? Yeah, my gloves are in the mix. Yeah, so oh. hopefully, and the bring some money I met a lad yesterday who's a big part of it trying to get it sorted so yeah, why not he, he works in the station beside the ground yeah, exactly. so we'll, uh, we'll we'll tweet that link as well um, thank you for listening if you've enjoyed it please do subscribe please do give us a lovely four or five star review and we will be bribing you with another uh, book next week we'll give out two next week do you listen to, you listen to the podcast here? of course I do ah yeah of course I do do you subscribe to the podcast I just when you put it up yeah I listen. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That is one way of doing it. Um, is that, is that yeah, the, no, that is absolutely the, the right you way. Don't yeah. me. <laughs> no, I mean you could also subscribe because the more subscribers get, more, more sponsors we get. Um, subscribe, uh, Bick. Please get in contact. I've sent you a couple of tweets and you've not got in yeah. touch. Yeah, we'll, we'll make the we'll make the pre- pause presentation just afterwards when we're we'll yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a little photo. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Any questions? Do tweet is in at uh, no one podcast at number one podcast. Um, we'll be back hopefully next week or the week after send us in any more suggestions you want to hear on this podcast anything to say David Priest no just uh, thanks for listening and uh, thanks for having us BBC Radio uh, Link Show but also uh, thank you to our guest the fantastic Mr Paul Farman thank you cheers bye bye ta planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.